You're now listening to the Grow Together podcast, the official podcast of the Grow Together community, a place where no one gets left behind on their self-discovery and personal growth journey. And now, here's your host, Luke Burrows. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Grow Together podcast. In today's episode, I sit down and chat with Cole Kirkpatrick, who is a young entrepreneur from America. So um, it's great to bring Cole onto the show today, guys. A very much valued community member as we dive into his story of being a young entrepreneur and also obviously touch upon his personal growth story and journey as well. So with that said, guys, let's dive in today, into today's episode of the podcast with Cole Kirkpatrick. Cole, it's awesome to bring you onto the show today. For those who don't know who you are, could you um, know a little bit of backstory into who you are, what you do, and yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, so obviously my name is Cole uh, from the States, from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm 23 years old, um, recently graduated college with a degree in finance, um, and then, you know, once I graduated uh, college i kind of started looking into the job market um spent a a couple months looking had a couple interviews um and kind of you know just along the way realized that uh i didn't know if that's what i wanted to do with the rest of my life um throughout college i had started a couple of uh small businesses kind of just trying to grab hold uh you know see what was out there and none of them really took off um but kind of the common theme that all of them had was uh, utilizing social media to connect with other people. And uh, kind of through there, I learned the power of, you know, what, what social media can really do if you look at it from something other than a, uh, a fun aspect, I guess. I guess that's how most of us would look at social media as, you know, connecting with your friends, posting about your personal life, um, kind of realized how you know, social media gives us access to pretty much everyone in the world, um, or at least anyone with access to a computer, um, and how that can be utilized to uh, make a little more substantial connections and just friendship connections. So like I said, I was pretty decent at it, Um, had worked for a while to uh, build up a a large audience, um, which I thought gave me kind of the credibility that I would need for business owners to look at me and kind of know that I at least knew what I was talking about, um, just despite my age, because, you know, at 23, a lot of uh, business owners are going to cast a lot of doubts about your ability and your skills. So figured I had the credibility, figured I had the the knowledge, skill, kind of knew how to do everything. Um, started in social media management, um, did that for a little while and kind of realized that unless you're hitting the real big players, there just wasn't enough money in it. So I switched to uh, full-on, full-blown digital marketing, Um, had kind of met some people through a couple of my other businesses um, who had the skills that I needed, um, whether it be graphic design, web design, um, SEO. So we kind of linked up, um, created, or at least expanded the service from just social media to full-scale digital marketing and kind of been up and running ever since. I think it's been about three to four months of full scale um, operations. And uh, obviously things don't always go as you expect, but uh, you know, the first one or two months were kind of slow, but now things really started to pick up here and kind of starting to get into a rhythm. That's awesome, man. And so what was it about the uh, job market that it just didn't, I suppose, like appeal to you? 
Yeah, well, so like I said, I went uh, for finance and kind of the whole dream I had was to become a financial advisor. And then uh, I started looking around. Um, anyone who looks in the finance industry knows that uh, there's two types of financial jobs, kind of. There's uh, kind of the MLM uh, industry game, and then mm -hmm. there's also the actual financial advisory industry game. Um, and a lot of the interviews I'd get, I'd just go, and they would tell you it was one thing, but in reality, it was like an insurance sales job, which just wasn't what I wanted to do. I was trying to like handle money and all that stuff. So then I finally got um, an interview with a company called Edward Jones. I don't know if you'll have them over there. Um, finally got an interview with them, started going through the process, and they kind of started telling me about how they prospect people. And uh, a lot of it was really old school, really old fashioned door knocking, mm. um, very limited social media use. Uh, you know, they wouldn't let you do a lot of things. And I kind of just started thinking, you know, I could generate so many more clients using the methods that I know how to as compared to me going out, walking the street, door knocking. And then also, I mean, they wanted to send me off to a, uh, to a city halfway across the nation um, for seven months of training. Uh, I would have been doing an additional two months on top of that after I had just gotten out of school. So at that point I was kind of questioning, you know, why did I go to school if I'm about mm -hmm. to have to go and re-educate myself for a whole entire year? Uh, probably would have been a good opportunity, but like I said, I had just gotten out of four years of college. I wasn't trying to you know, go back to education. I wanted to, you know, hit the ground running, see what, you know, was out there. Um, so I kind of let that opportunity slip by. And then I kind of just realized all the other opportunities would have been just desk jobs, sitting at a, uh, a chair, analyzing spreadsheets, analyzing profit, loss, income, revenue statements. Um, and I just didn't know if that's what I wanted to do, um, you know. Growing up my whole life as kind of an entrepreneur, you know, from being a kid going out in the backyard selling golf balls or um, one thing I used to do was flip cell phones back before um, people kind of knew the resale value of them or before any of the corporate companies caught on to how cheap you can buy an old cell phone and how much you can sell for online. I was doing that kind of stuff. So I, know, I just kind of had a problem with um, had a problem with doing hard work and someone else getting the full profit of it just because I know how hard I work and I know how hard that I want to upgrade. And I just didn't know if I would get the full rewards and benefits um, at a corporate job of doing that. That makes sense. That makes sense, man. And so if um, like, like you say, from a younger age, like very entrepreneurial um, and everything, and then wanted to move into finance, I'm kind of interested in what was it about finance that was um, that kind of interested you or was it, something that I, I don't know with like your family or something like like did they expect you to go into that I'm really interested in then you know like that you know like kind of that interest in going into that yeah so I mean my parents kind of made me start working from a young age um like I said I mean I would go back in my backyard from like when I was five and six and resell golf balls and then when I was about 12 or 13 um I can't remember if they made me or they just pushed me heavily, but I actually used to referee soccer. Okay. Um, and I used to make really good money doing that. And I did that from about 12 to 15, uh, made a lot of money, saved up a lot of money. And 
I don't know, just from a young age, I was always fascinated about the accumulation of wealth and just always having money. Um, and like compared to my peers, like I said, I was working, you know, in middle school. So I just always had money. I could always buy the stuff I wanted to. Um, and I just kind of saw how money was an enabler um, to kind of get, you know, things you want. I mean, we always talk about how money doesn't make happiness, which is 100% true. But um, I think Jordan Belford, the Wolf of Wall Street, said uh, he's been a broke man and he's been a rich man and he chooses being rich every time. You know, so I just always want to uh, to have wealth and kind of was always fascinated about the growth of wealth. And then my neighbor actually did a project in uh, in high school where he did a he worked with a financial advisor and, you know, he was doing stock trading and that kind of. Uh, he kind of got me into that. Um, and I kind of was fascinated by how I could sit behind my computer, um, you know, buy a stock, have it go up by 5% and my wealth grow by 5% just sitting at a computer. So that was kind of the start of the whole finance industry and me wanting to go into finance was getting into the stock market and just seeing how the wealth I already had that could be grown um, with very little physical work but a lot of intensive intellectual work i think i i'm probably probably read this somewhere but there's um and i don't know if you would like agree with this um but there's a difference between like much like having money and then being wealthy i don't know if you've seen that and if you would go along with that hmm, yeah i mean if we're accounting for things like debt um or i mean everyone has a different uh definition of you know, a lot of money. Mm. Um, and I think that's like one thing that a lot of people, I mean, for me, you know, having a lot of money is not me having $5 million. It's me having enough money to do what I want to do. Um, so yeah, so I don't look at wealth as like, a per, like a certain amount of money. I look mm. at wealth as like, enabling me to do what I want to do when I want to do. So like I said, like I, my goal is not $10 million. Obviously I'd love to do that, but my goal is to be able to do what I want when I want and not have to worry about how much money is in the bank if I'm going to run out. Um, so that would be my definition of wealth and having enough. For sure. man. And um, I'm kind of interested. I'm agree with what you said before in terms of social media. I think, you know, that's, it's been something that's connected us, right? And so many other people within Grow Together and everything. Um, however, you know, I do see a lot of people who use social media in, um, or like complain about it, et cetera, and don't see the positives with it. And so I, I'm kind of interested in your take. Is it just like that mindset shift of actually using it as a tool, using it for a purpose to connect, you know, you know, to connect people together, you know, I'm, would you say that it's the mindset shift that people kind of go through? Yeah, I mean, um, social media is kind of a tough area, um, especially just with like all of the uh, psychological pressure that it brings people. Um, I mean, I feel like nowadays everyone seeks kind of validation. Um, and sadly, now that validation is coming in things like likes and uh, just like the amount of likes, I guess. Um, and like the way that I try putting it is like everyone fits in in their own way. Everyone has like their own way of using social media. Um, obviously, we're not all Instagram models. So we all can't, you know, go online, see an Instagram model and compare their results with our own results. Um, 
like I said, we all kind of fit in in a certain spot. And like for some people, as you know, hard as it may sound, like we're all just not destined for, you know, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 likes. And I feel like if we put ourselves to the expectation that we should, it's just going to lead to a lot of like bad things, um, a lot of bad thoughts. People are going to get, you know, depressed, um, maybe think down on themselves. But uh, for me, um, you know, I mean, two years ago, I was just using, so I was barely using social media, wouldn't use Facebook at all because it was kind of the place where like your parents were. So you just want to stay away from there. Mm -hmm. And then on Instagram, um, I was never popular in high school. Um, You know, I was never like one of the popular people and I'm also not a model by any means. So I kind of would always get like a a low, um, I'd get like a low light count, you know, and back then I didn't really care. Um, and I didn't really start caring until I realized that likes, um, equated to more exposure. So I was like, okay, how can I, how can I, um, accumulate the most likes, you know, what, what am I going to do to grow, to, you know, be able to reach more people. And kind of the one thing that I think, um, has set me apart, uh, cause again, like I'm not an Instagram model or I'm not one of these, you know, super you know, beautiful girls are, you know, super shredded guys. But I think the reason that I was able to catch such a a strong following and go from 100 likes to I think I'm doing like 500 now was by being real. Um, And by not using um, Instagram as just like a a life highlight reel, um, like a lot of people I feel like do. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people come on, um, especially in the entrepreneur worlds, um, as we all know, like there's a lot of people who want to project this image of I'm a super successful entrepreneur. I'm making all this money. You know, you, you should be making it, too. Um, and I feel like I kind of got my audience and my slice by being real with people, you know, telling people about my struggles, telling people, you know, an average person just like you, the only thing that separates me and you maybe is that I have applied myself. Um, obviously, I have, a, I have a, I can't lie, I have a, a good support system with my parents. They've always um, pressed me to do more. I know not everyone has that. But yeah, I mean, I just think that a lot of people don't gain any traction because they want to portray the wrong image. They want to send out the wrong message. And you just kind of have to realize that the best way to like gain a following is to be real and to relate to people, not to try impressing people um, with things that may not be true, which is sadly what I feel like a lot of people do. And I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on other people seeing other people's um, projected success that may not be real um, and trying to duplicate or trying to, to implement it. Because I know early on in my um, whole entrepreneur journey, I saw other people, you know, who were appearing successful and I kind of felt like I was behind. Mm. So I made a lot of bad moves to try catching up. Um, But I just realized that we're all running our own race and that, you know, just because someone else is in front of you right now doesn't mean that in five years, they're still going to be in front of you. Um, It's like the turtle and the hare, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. For sure, man. And so it sounds that, um, for you you had to kind of uh, go through like a little bit of like a mindset shift as well as you know with social media so I'm really interested to obviously you know your whole entrepreneurial journey and ventures in that but also like the personal growth journey you've been on as well like how have you had to grow and, and evolve 
as a person and like some of the ways that you've been able to do that were there things like you have to overcome and how did you do that yeah so so I started kind of like my real entrepreneurial journey my sophomore year of college um that's kind of when I like really started getting into the stock market um investing like some real money in there and uh I kind of, so, you know, everything starts off good, kind of how usually it does. Um, Things were going good. I was making a lot of money. Um, Instead of paying attention in class, I was stock trading. Um, And then I also had a a relationship at the time. Uh, And everything was going good for a while. And then kind of things started to fall apart, Um, you know, one by one. uh, Grades were obviously coming in bad because I wasn't paying attention in class um my relationship started to hit a wall um things started to get a little messy and then uh you know kind of the results stopped being as good as they were um and kind of everything started to slowly decline and like as all of the forces joined together the decline just started more rapidly hitting more rapidly hitting and kind of the decline got faster and faster and faster and you know, my relationship was affecting my trading, um, my trading and my relationship was affecting my mental health, um, and kind of, you know, everything just started going downhill, I kind of hit rock bottom, um, lost a good percentage of the account, um, lost the relationship, and kind of lost the happiness for a while, um, kind of woke up depressed a lot of days, um, just from, you know, failing grades, failing relationship, and then, uh, just feeling like I was a failure and then kind of fell into like a little bit of, a a trans after that. And, um, it kind of just affected every aspect of my life, kind of affected my mindset. I started having a really pessimistic mindset, started being really, you know, negative. Um, and then kind of, it started affecting the people around me. Um, as well as my own personal life, obviously, and kind of, I don't know, I just fell into like the sour state. And, uh, you know, one day, my friends kind of just, uh, I mean, they probably didn't want to put up with anymore. Um, looking back, I wouldn't have wanted to put up with anymore. Um, and I don't blame them. And uh, kind of had a fallout with my friends. Um, and then kind of, you know, the first month or two of figuring out that, um, you know, we had kind of separated and then kind of the, uh, the seclusion, I guess, kind of gives you a lot of time to think, um, Mm -hmm. about what you've done, how you've treated other people, um, and just all the bad decisions you've made. And you kind of just have a lot of time to sit back and think about it, think about what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right. And I kind of realized that the life and the mindset that I had weren't really, you know, it's probably why I failed the first time, um, just kind of expecting things, kind of, you know, having a, a negative mindset, um, not all the time, but just enough to where it would affect my everyday operations. And then I kind of realized that that just wasn't the way to go. Um, I don't know. I, I just always grew up as a very negative person. It was just instilled in me. I don't know why. Um, I kind of would, I don't know, take pride in people not liking me sometimes I would think it was funny or something and uh I don't know I would just if someone else liked something and I didn't like it I would put it down um and I just kind of realized that that wasn't a way to live and then I kind of started 
you know, slowly but surely changing. Obviously, it's very hard to make a change as a person. Um, but when you realize what the outcomes could be when you do change and after the change, you realize that it's worth it. So I kind of started, you know, having a more positive mindset, you know, thing. I used to think that being positive was corny. Um, and kind of I realized that, you know, the successful people, they don't think that. Um, I used to also care a lot about what other people thought about me. Um, and I kind of realized, you know, w with the seclusion, I kind of realized that, okay, none of it really matters. You know, when do I ever see any of these people? I don't mm -hmm. ever see any of these people. The only people I see now are the people I choose to see. And those are really the only people's opinions that I care about. Not that they matter. Um, but I mean, obviously, you want to project a good image to the people that you at least care about, I guess. Um, and yeah, so kind of started, you know, thinking a lot more positively, kind of started stepping out of my comfort zone. I used to be a very antisocial person. And obviously, when you don't have any more friends left, it's like, okay, I need to go out and start meeting new people. Um, met my best friend through the networking group that we were talking about earlier. Um, and really, honestly, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now. Um, so shout out to Johnny. But um, yeah, just I mean, the biggest change for me was changing my mindset um, to like a more positive one, coming out, you know, talking about things that people may not talk about, whether it be like upgrading yourself, um, you know, talking about how realistically, it's not cool to sit, you know, and judge other people for, you know, doing what they want to do. Because again, I used to be that person. Um, and my buddy just called me the other day. And he said, Hey, man, like, I want to be around people, you know, more like you um because you know you don't judge people like that and honestly anyone who's sitting there judging people probably has nothing better to do with their time and it's just not cool um so yeah so the biggest change was just realizing that positivity is cool um it is okay to support other people it's not going to affect your success if anything it's going to help your success because you're going to win someone over um, by being supportive of them and now they're on your team and you don't know how they can how they can help you um and yeah i mean just being supportive not judging other people for doing what they want to do because we all have our own definition of happy definition of success um and just being as supportive as possible for other people absolutely man and um i'm kind of interested with that so was it uh like just like year after year you um meeting new people and just like the progression of your personal growth and entrepreneurial journey um that started to you know change your mindset or kind of, or do you know the things that you actually done was it like certain habits or certain things yeah certain things that you done you know like some people it might be uh, like reflection on a regular basis like journaling you know or it might be uh, even like certain mentors that they go to you know like bigger mentors that they kind of go to so i'm interested in it i'm interested if if you you know if you've point pinpointed the things that you you either did specifically or I don't know, mentors or you know, something that's, that's helped you? Um, hmm. So honestly, one of the biggest things for me was going out in nature um, and just spending a lot of time outside by myself. Um, that kind of just started, well, just when I go out, um, obviously there's no one out there. And obviously, I, I mean, I would go to to spots that I thought were, you know, beautiful in nature or whatever, or, you know, they just had like a certain, I don't want to sound corny, but energy to them. 
and I would just kind of go and I would just kind of sit there and it would just give me a lot of time to reflect on things I've done. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually started doing like meditation for a little while, um, just to kind of like see what that was all about. And it just put me in like a really peaceful state of mind. Um, and I don't know, like I would, as I would sit there, um, I know it's going to sound weird, but like, I would feel like my body start like vibrating or something. It was the weirdest thing. And then I would, you know, I'd have my eyes closed and then I'd set a timer on my phone. And when I'd open my eyes and everything, um, just like it, it felt like I just woke up or something. Okay. Um, it kind of like refreshed everything. And from there, I would just start like on a new mindset and I'd just start walking around in whatever environment I was in and kind of just looking around at everything. And it just kind of got me thinking, kind of started having me reflect back on everything I've done. Um, you know, looking at the good and bad decisions I've made in life. Um, and kind of, I guess that was the real starting point. Um, and then, you know, just going home and uh, carrying that energy and that momentum, getting on the computer, and then kind of getting back into the, the real world, you know, doing research, um, watching, I, I watch a lot of videos, I don't read, actually, which I feel like, you know, I, I might, you know, I probably should read more. Uh, but I've always been like more of a visual learner. So I would just take that momentum and energy from there and kind of see what I needed to be focused on. And I'd start researching it, whether it be mindset, whether it be, you know, a skill I, I needed to learn. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure if that answered the question, but I feel like that's where everything really started. Um, and like, I would encourage people 100% to go outside, leave your phone in your car um, or leave your phone at your house and just take a 30 to an hour walk, 30 minute to an hour walk just in nature somewhere. And it just gives you a time to think. And then you really start to think about what matters and what doesn't matter um, because you don't have that phone. So for that time, you know, that picture that you just posted that didn't get as many likes as you wanted to, it doesn't matter and it doesn't affect you. And uh, yeah, that's kind of like the starting point or like what I would recommend someone to do if they're struggling right now or if they, you know, want to start realizing what matters in their life and what doesn't. For sure. And I think actually, you know, being in nature, like you say, and then finding somewhere to sit down and just kind of, if it's kind of listening to the birds or whatever, in a way, I actually think that's a type of like mindfulness practice, you know, so um yeah, I would definitely encourage listeners and or, uh, people who are watching to to uh, you know to, to try that. You know, just to find what works for them. One thing I did also want to ask you. I mean, we were talking before before I um, press records was um, was on the networking and uh, event and everything that you uh, were working on. I believe it was in like 2018, and um, obviously with like health, um, you had to take a step back from that and everything. But just like how was that difficult for you? Because obviously you put so much energy and work into that. I'm really interested in, in kind of that part of like your entrepreneurial journey, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I feel like we can relate on this because we, we're kind of, uh, we did the same thing, um, or had the same idea. So like, so basically, um, the company was called Southeastern Young Entrepreneurs. Um, we abbreviated it to say S-E-Y-E. And the, I mean, the way it came about was, um, you know, at that point, I still was involved with my old friends. Um, and, you know, kind of, 
the, co- the common disconnect between us would always be what we would do with our spare time. Um, mm. You know, they would want to, you know, maybe watch a lot of TV, watch a lot of YouTube um, as compared to, you know, like I said, I was involved in the stock market. Um, my nine to four, I would be constantly checking my phone, constantly researching, constantly looking at the market moves. And you know, I would I would have these major moves in the market off my stock. I go, hey man, my, uh, you know, I just made ten percent. You know, let's just say a hundred dollars today um, off this stock. You know, and I'd show them, and they kind of wouldn't take interest, wouldn't really care, or you know, oh, okay, cool, and then go back to watching YouTube. So I was like, man, like. Uh, you know, I, that's when I kind of realized that um, there was kind of like a little bit of a disconnect. So I was like, I need to meet new people. How can I meet new people? So I just started on, you know, Facebook, Instagram. But, you know, half the people I'm finding are halfway across the country, mm-hmm. half, you know, in a different nation. Um, so I, was like, Man, I need to be able to find people near me. How can I do this? Um, couldn't really find a solution. So I was like, okay, there's a problem that needs a solution. I know I can't be the only person that feels like this. Um, so let me start this group, started the group, um, you know, just started reaching out to people. Hey, you know, uh, I'm cold. I'm with this company. I'm trying to start this company up. Um, I'd love to connect with you. I just started doing what we're doing right now. And I'd go out and interview people, um, see what they're about. And then I kind of started to, uh, host events and, uh, events are hard to host. Um, it's really hard to get people out of their house. Um, it's also hard to create the value that pe- it takes to get people out of the house because one of the things that I was running into was like people want to do, you know, not everyone, but, you know, people want to do prestigious things um, or they want to do different things, I guess, you know. So like, uh, you know, getting a venue was always expensive and then obviously it, you didn't want to take a loss on it. So you'd have to charge for tickets um, and people just realistically don't want to pay you know it's already hard enough to get them out of the house to the event but to get them to pay to go to the event is even harder um and you know i mean i ran probably five or six events um you know obviously never the the outcome or the amount of people i wanted to get there but um the people that did come out were phenomenal fantastic a lot of our lifelong buddies now we stay in contact to this day even though the company is long gone um but yeah, I mean, you know, the the company was just kind of founded on pretty much the same one that you founded yours off of, um, just connecting like-minded people, creating a community. Um, and like I said, it was tough. It was tough to get people to engage. It was tough to get people to be involved. Um, and, you know, I understand we all have our own lives. And, you know, at the time, I felt like I was kind of being selfish. Um, and, you know, until it kind of passed and things ended, um, you know, I didn't kind of realize that, you know, we all have our own lives. We all have our own, you know, things going on. Sometimes you may not have enough time to, you know, go to the event or, you know, um, engage. Um, so after uh, I ran into these health problems, um, you know, they lasted for a good couple months until I was like fully ready to get like back to normal. Um, I was kind of looking, you know, had thoughts about getting it restarted, but I'd kind of lost the momentum. Honestly, I kind of had burnout because it was just me and the scope of work was a lot more than a one person job. Um, so yeah, so I was like, well, is it worth starting this? You know, a couple of my buddies who I met through it wanted me to really badly. And I was like, guys, like, you know, just you know, as much as I want to do it, I just don't see it as being a viable solution. 
to kind of, you know, shut the operations down and uh, kind of just decide that it was best to move on. Um, even though it hurt terribly all the time that I put into it, all the money I put into it um, hurt terribly at the time. But looking back now, it was the right decision to make. Um, I'm definitely doing better right now than I'd probably be doing if I was still doing that. And um, sometimes you just have to move on for the better, as hard as it may be. I see. And so, yeah, talking about what you're doing now in the future and that, what does the future look like and how are things going with um, Newland Marketing? And yeah, just kind of talk about some of your goals and everything. And then, um, you know, we'll dive into some final thoughts. Yeah. So I never thought I'd be going into digital marketing. Um, I mean, I just kind of always saw it on the internet. Um, obviously, we all know who Ty Lopez is. Um, sure. Kind of thought it was. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. I'll just say corny right now. I thought it was kind of corny. Um, and then, you know, once I, uh, once I kind of had to give up on that company and I kind of decided that I didn't want to take the corporate route, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And then I realized I had the team behind me to do it. So I was like, all right, we'll give it a try. Um, gave myself kind of a deadline. You know, if I'm not making this by this date, um, then, you know, it probably is time to, to move on and start thinking about a more, um, solid future, I guess, or just more safety, um, kind of just, you know, start connecting with people. Um, first month was tough. Didn't really get any looks. I'd spent all day prospecting, didn't get anything. And then kind of, um, I was kind of coming up on my deadline to where, and then I got, um, kind of a, a big client or I feel like kind of the people that, you know, Ty Lopez and you, you're just always supposed to be looking for, um, found a, a big client who was talking, you know, the kind of money that I was, you know, looking to, to get to, to kind of reach that first goal. Um, started working with him um, and then kind of, you know, was able to breathe a little because I kind of had that first deal going. I kind of had that first um, step to reaching my goal and then kind of started relaxing a little bit, but not letting off, um, like the drive. Like I, you know, I wasn't freaking out anymore every day, but I also wasn't stopping my prospecting, my hard work. Um, and then kind of just, I, you know, was persistent every day. I had a, a certain amount of leads that I want to reach out to, you know, obviously people are going to say, no, you just have to get used to that. Um, and kind of, you know, one started to turn into another, um, you know, and then the people I was working with started referring me to their people that they knew because I would pr um, provide a good service with, you know, I mean, the, the service is one thing, but also the customer service is, mm. you know, the other thing. So combined, you know, both of those together, you're going to get referrals and then kind of just start getting another referral on top of a referral. Um, and then, I mean, now most of my business, honestly, is referral-based. Um, I think I have maybe two, I would say one and a half, because I kind of met one of the guys through a mutual friend, um, but one and a half cold clients. And then I think I'd probably have about four or five um, warmer clients that I was referred to. So I kind of realized that, um, you know, cold prospecting, obviously, you got to do it, but uh, the best thing to do is good customer service, pr provide a good product. You'll get a referral if, you know, you're doing what you say you're going to do. And uh, yeah, kind of the, 
the best business is um, referral business and just, you know, being honest, providing a good product and uh, doing what you say you're going to do. And uh, yeah, so I'd say I'm about four months in now. Um, and I'm to the point where, you know, I'm definitely not um, in a, a super stable part where, you know, I can go all, do all this extra stuff, but I'm at a point where I'm now comfortable. I can operate decently. Um, I mean, I can't go out and take, you know, extravagant vacations or anything like that. Um, but that's also not my view on money. I'd rather save up um, and make my money work for me before I just go out and start blowing it. But yeah, so now I'm at a, a lot better place. Um, a lot of hard work, a lot of persistence. I mean, I'm three years in my my journey right now and I didn't become profitable until two months ago. Um, so like, I feel like for the most part, you know, people want to give up after the, you know, the first six months, the first year. Um, and, you know, that's why most people just end up not making it. You know, I'm three years in, um, hardest three years of my life, lots of sleepless nights, lots of, I mean, you know, any, any entrepreneur who hasn't cried, you know, probably isn't working hard enough. They probably haven't, you know, been, they haven't cared enough. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, just, uh, you know, some people want to act like I'm like entitled or something, but I worked for what I've got right now. Not that it's anything special or anything crazy. Um, but I feel like a lot of my friends with like traditional jobs kind of look at me a little differently, but yeah. like I said, I've worked for it. I've worked three years, suffered three years of nothing. And, um, I feel like whenever I do reach wherever I get, um, I earned it. And, uh, I feel like I'm a little off topic, but I can't remember who it was. I think it was Grant Cardone or something, but they said that you should never be ashamed of your, uh, you should never be ashamed of your success. You know, you should wear your success because you earned it. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I completely relate to that. Um, and also, point where you mentioned, um, like, people look at you differently. I kind of feel like like that as well, you know, um, with, like, doing your own thing, running your own business and that. So, yeah, I can definitely relate, relate to all of that. Um, do you have any final thoughts or words of inspiration for our listeners? Hmm, words of thoughts or inspiration. So... I feel like I touched on a lot of them throughout the, the mm. but I'll just kind of give a, a quick recap. Um, so the first thing is definitely to not let other people's judgment get in the way of what you want to do. Um, I mean, I'll, like I said, my, like my strategy for relating to people online is to be real um, to kind of, you know, say something to people that they can relate to. And, you know, sometimes that's not always the glorious thing, you know? Um, I mean, you know, whether it's coming on and, you know, telling people on a story to not care what other people think about you, I'm sure that there's people sitting at their, their house watching that think I'm an idiot, um, you know, or I don't know, they, they just want to judge me for it. I don't know why. Like I said, I, I can understand because I used to be that person. I used to be the person sitting behind the phone on the other end watching judging them um, but like I said like ever since I changed my mindset and just changed everything I've realized that that's not the way to go um, but yeah definitely don't let what other people think deter you from doing what you want to do because we only have one life so you know it's just important to at least give it a try everyone's not destined to make it um, you know that's just the harsh reality of things um, but as long as you've tried you'll know um, and you know 
maybe you just tried the different thing and you need to try a bunch of different things to figure out what it was. I mean, I'm on idea four now. Um, you know, I mean, if I had given up on my first one, I would have given up years ago. And um, I don't know what kind of life I'd be living, probably not one that I'd be content with. But if you failed the first one, it just might not have been your calling and you might not have been experimenting enough to figure out what your calling is. And uh, yeah, I mean, just never give up no matter how, you know, glim things seem. Um, that's where I'm looking for. Never give up because, you know, you just never know. Um, if, you know, the amount of times I've said I was going to give up, if I had given up, I definitely wouldn't have met the people that I've met in my life. Um, definitely wouldn't have done a couple of the things I've done. And um, I just don't know if I could be content um, just off the traditional path, you know, the going to college path, which I did do, um, which had ups and downs. Um, but then just going the corporate route, not that there's anything wrong with going the corporate route. Um, one thing I do feel like is a lot of entrepreneurs shame people for doing that. And like, we have to all realize that, you know, just like you have your own wants of, you know, going about, you know, making a business and doing all that. Some people don't want to take that home with them. You know, some people just want to go somewhere, complete the task, go home, not have to take the work home with them, collect the paycheck and live comfortably. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs shame other people for doing that. And there's nothing wrong. You know, we all have our own craft. We all want to do our own thing. If, you know, if that's too much responsibility for you to, to manage a business and you just want to live comfortably, collect that paycheck, you know, that's, that's all more power to you. So I don't think that we should put other people down for, um, you know, for views sure. that we may not have because until we've walked in their shoes and we know their goals and what they're trying to achieve, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of judgment with that in the entrepreneur community. So uh, on that, Carl, sorry, I just kind of want to ask oh, yeah, you something on that. Um, I, so, so I agree with you. Kind of my thing is that if somebody is going, you know, going down that corporate route, working a job, but then complaining about it 24-7, then that's where kind of my thing comes in. Where, you know, then I'm saying, okay, so what are you passionate about? Kind of, you know, do something that you're passionate about so i don't know your takes on that like i completely agree with you like not everyone's you know born to be an entrepreneur or born to run their own business but then if they're complaining about their job 24 7 like my thing is well go and find one that is either linked to your passion or that you're going to love to do i don't know if you would go along with that yeah yeah i mean one thing that i just find insane is when people complain about something but they don't do anything about it yeah um and i feel like that's when people just get caught in like uh a cycle, I guess. Um, and I feel like that's where like the poison starts to really drip in and kind of because I was stuck in that cycle, you know, um, I was stuck in that cycle. And once you get into that cycle, it just starts going downhill, kind of how I was talking about earlier with the, the relationship, the business and my grades all going downhill, I got caught in that cycle, I wasn't doing anything to change, I knew things weren't going good. Um, but yeah, I mean, if people aren't willing to change, you know, if people aren't willing to work, um, you know, I think that that's where you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. Um, and you know, at, at a certain point, there's just realism where you have to kind of realize this is how things are. Um, like one thing that I think is like a lot of people will often talk about like, Oh, I didn't have all the things that you had, you know, like whether it be growing up in a wealthier family than another. Mm -hmm. And that's 100% true. That's, you know, that's something we can't help, but what you can help is what you do or how you react to the situation, you know, 
Um, and I mean, I think if we look at a lot of the successful entrepreneurs, they came from poverty because they realized that, hey, you know, well, I think it's you're probably at a slight advantage later on in life because, I mean, your parents' wealth doesn't come with you past 18 unless they obviously like pass away or something. Um, but just from what I've seen in high school, a lot of the, the wealthy kids um, kind of, I mean, they, you know, got hooked on drugs or they got comfortable living you know they never had to work for anything so you know once the free rides over they're kind of sit there, sitting there you know oh I've been giving everything my whole life you know how you know I'm not willing to work for it I'm not willing to change things as compared to you know the person who sits there you know they may have a single parent maybe living in poverty you know they sit there what can I change what can I do to upgrade myself upgrade my position and I think a lot of it just stems from there. Um, a lot of it stems from, you know, how you were early on in life. And not all of us can help that sometimes because we're just put in bad situations. But um, yeah, I mean, complaining and not doing anything about the problem is the problem. And it's the reason why I feel like a lot of people start, like I said, going down that um, bad path and that uh, bad energy, I guess, or I can't think of the word, but yeah, they just get caught in a bad spot and it, it starts, you know, like I said in my, my story early on, it started affecting other people, my negativity. For sure, man. And so where can um, people find you online, Cole? Um, if they want to learn more about what you do or connect with you? Yeah. So my main form of social media is just Instagram. Um, especially over here in the States, you know, when you get on Facebook, you get a lot of uh, unwanted opinions and stuff like right. that. So I try <laughs> staying away from the tech stuff. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Cole Kirky, C-O-L-E-K-I-R-K-Y. On Facebook, I'm Cole Kirkpatrick. Um, don't really use LinkedIn, but I'm Cole Kirkpatrick on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, so I mean, the main place is uh, Instagram. And feel free to shoot me a DM, connect with me. Um, and I'd love to chat with people. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming um, on the show today. Yeah, thank you, Luke. No worries. So guys, I will be back next week with another awesome Grow Together community member. So I will look forward to uh, talking to you guys next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching to this episode of the Grow Together podcast. The Grow Together podcast is available every Thursday as I bring on an interview our community members here at Grow Together. If you would like to learn more about Grow Together, then head on over to our website, which is growtogethernetwork.com. That is growtogethernetwork.com. The two guys is the number two. So just pointing that out, so it's growtogethernetwork.com, where you can pick up our free personal growth plan workbook, learn more about our community and get access to a wide range of other content via our community blog. With that said, guys, have a great day.